In Mooncakes and Milk Bread, food blogger Christina Cho of eachofood.com introduces readers to Chinese bakery cooking with fresh, uncomplicated interpretations of classic recipes for the modern baker. Inside, you'll find sweet and savory baked buns, steamed buns, Chinese breads, unique cookies, whimsical cakes, juicy dumplings, Chinese breakfast dishes, and drinks. Recipes for steamed barbecue pork buns, pineapple buns with a thick slice of butter, silky smooth milk tea, and chocolate Swiss rolls all make an appearance, because a book about Chinese bakeries wouldn't be complete without them. This is the first book to exclusively focus on Chinese bakeries and cafes, but it isn't just for those nostalgic for Chinese bake shop foods. It's for all home bakers who want exciting new recipes to add to their repertoires. This is Mooncakes and Milk Bread, Sweet and Savory Recipes Inspired by Chinese Bakeries by Christina Cho. Welcome to the Loveland Libcast, the official podcast of the Loveland Public Library. Joining me today, as always, for our Loveland Cookbook Group edition of the Loveland Libcast, I have my co-host as always, recipe developer and food writer for Westward, Ashley Reger. Ashley, how are you doing? I'm great, Daniel. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. I'm excited to talk about this May episode. But before we get to that, what are... Not that it's a surprise, but (laughs) (laughs) I just want to give people a little sneak peek of our upcoming cookbooks. In June, it will be Snacks for Dinner by Lucas Volger. And I think we're both excited about Snacks for Dinner. Very excited. (laughs) I am thinking about it all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Practicing, practicing so far. Me Me too. I feel like I'm, I'm already an amateur Snacks for Dinner chef, so... Exactly. This is like continuing education for us. That's right. And then in July, we will be talking about the Don't Panic Pantry Cookbook by Noah. And I told Ashley this before we started recording. The name looked very French to me, but I looked up a video and Noah was on Kelly Clarkson's cooking show and she pronounced it gluten. So Noah gluten it kind of looks like galutin to me. That would be the French pronunciation I would go with. But Kelly Clarkson says Noah Galutin, so that's how I'll say it. Kelly Clarkson is our is our style guide here. So. <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah, can't can't go wrong. If if we want to be wrong with someone, we want to be wrong with Kelly. So exactly. So June snacks for dinner. July the Don't Panic Pantry Cookbook, and of course we will have. Recipe kits, as always, that go out on the second Thursday of the month for both of those titles. And we wanted to spice things up a little bit for this episode. Ashley, I was just going to ask you, well, maybe we kind of did this in the past, but we're, we're bringing it back. <laughs> so what have you been cooking lately, or in parentheses, baking lately? I have the baking bug lately. I cook dinner as often as you know anyone else cooks dinner since I often cook for my work I kind of come home and don't feel like cooking but of course I come up with things to make as always we have been returning to I Dream of Dinner So You Don't Have To which Mm -hmm. is a book that we did last year 
Uh, so I've made a couple more things from that book. I think I made some chicken meatballs with a tahini sauce that was really yummy and have shared that book with my friends. And I really, really love that one. I think that's one of my all-time favorites that we have talked about and that we have not talked about just in general. And then as far as baking goes, I have been really into cookies and cakes particularly. So a couple of weeks ago, I made the marbled shortbread recipe, which is published on the Washington Post. Mm. A little fun fact, that recipe comes from Elena Barish. And it's a beautiful, really cool little cookie that has, you can flavor it and color it with natural powders like freeze-dried strawberries or matcha powder or, you know, regular gel food coloring. And then you get this tie-dye effect in the cookie. Wow, cool. (laughs) Yeah. Or stained glass effect if you fold it less, fewer times. So that is a really cool recipe that I had a lot of fun with. I colored my marbled shortbread with matcha powder and some dried beet powder which made it like pink and green and it looked very retro and cool. So <laughs> that sounds, I really that. yeah, that sounds like it, it looked really cool. <laughs> yeah. I would highly recommend looking up some pictures of those, of marbled shortbread in general, because they are so awesome. I think they have a reputation of being a Christmassy cookie, but I really think that they are cool any time of the year. Yeah. We'll try to add a link to that so people can check out what those look like uh, in the show notes or or this will be edited out because we couldn't find it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The recipe is by Elena Barish and she is a Denver based baker and recipe developer. So she has her own website, of course, and she bakes beautiful, beautiful creations. And if you follow her on Instagram, I really enjoy seeing what she makes. She has really cool creations. It's so fun that we talk a lot about chefs and recipe developers and food bloggers and stuff that are local Mm. to Colorado. I just think that that's so fun and (laughs) makes us proud of our our state's culinary (laughs) skills. Yeah. Yeah. You always think that these recipe creators and cookbook authors are always, you know, maybe on, on a coast in New York or in California, but we have a lot of, of really cool creators here too. Well, thank you for sharing those. I will have to challenge myself to make something that I can <laughs> discuss on here. But it's always fun to check in. And yeah, some sometimes we, we look into cookbooks or we're discussing cookbooks that they're coming out so close to when the episode is, when we record the podcast, that it couldn't possibly have time to really explore them mm-hmm. or, you know, and then sometimes, yeah, you get the baking bug and <laughs> mm-hmm. you're you're trying other stuff. But I think... I know I love hearing just about what someone such as yourself who has so much experience and knowledge, what you're making. It's we're always just trying to make each other and our listeners hungry when they listen to this. And I think, exactly. <laughs> I think we do a great job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so our May cookbook that we're going to talk about in this episode is Mooncakes and Milk Bread, Sweet and Savory Recipes Inspired by Chinese Bakeries by Christina Cho. So Ashley, why did we choose this cookbook for May and who do you think this would appeal to? So Mooncakes and Milk Bread 
became kind of a sensational cookbook last year and for really good reason. Christina Cho is an architect turned chef or turned food blogger. Oh, wow. She came from a family of restaurant owners. Her family owned a Chinese restaurant in Cleveland, I believe. And so she really merges a lot of the Midwestern kind of viewpoint with her Chinese-American lens that she talks about these recipes with. So it is a book full of mostly traditional and takes on traditional Chinese bakery items. So you'll find a lot of buns, baked buns, as well as steamed buns that are filled with like pineapple, red bean paste, black sesame paste. I came into this book thinking that it was going to be a little bit intimidating, especially for a beginner baker. But what I found is I really don't think that it is. I think that it might seem a little bit hard when you first get into it, but the recipes themselves are so well written. The ingredients are not hard to find. I think that's something that you often run into with cookbooks that highlight a certain cuisine or a certain culture's cuisine is maybe not being able to find ingredients super easily. But mooncakes and milk bread, I think that many of the ingredients are available at your King Supers. Yeah. It's a lot of standard bacon stuff. And what is not, Christina Cho does a really, really nice job of explaining how to go into an Asian market for people who have never been to an Asian market before and the different sections and what you can find. And then she goes into techniques of these baking recipes beyond you know, this is how you bake pineapple buns. She goes into, this is how you make the cake. And then here's ideas for decorating it. And here's ideas for, you know, filling a fruit or here's a frosting option. So I think she does a really, really wonderful job of explaining it, no matter how much experience you're bringing to the book. That's awesome. That Yeah, that does sound like it's something people shouldn't be intimidated going into it. And it sounds like she has a lot of tips and options for Mm -hmm. people and and yeah with those ingredients maybe seeming like oh i'm gonna have to go to a specialty place to get some of this knowing that no that's not necessarily the case that seems Mm -hmm. like something yeah people it's no wonder that it took off uh (laughs) yeah Yeah. i'd say like 90 percent of the recipes are easily achieved by beginners and with ingredients that you can get at your local grocery Yeah, so don't let intimidation stop you from picking up this book. Excellent. And were there any particular recipes that stood out to you? You mentioned a a few of them, but things that you thought were particularly interesting for you, or you're like, oh, a beginner baker could really try this and have success, or something that, you know, if someone's very comfortable as a baker, something they might want to try that, you know, is, is different from what they might find in other cookbooks. So this book is really based on a couple of core recipes and core techniques. So if you are a beginner, you can start with making milk bread, part of the the title of this book. And making bread, of course, I think is always easier than it sounds for people who have not made bread before. But she really does a, a wonderful job explaining. She uses a technique that is very common in making milk breads called tongjong, which is cooking a flour and liquid paste. So it helps make the final bread softer, more enriched, 
and helps keep it moist for more days. So you can enjoy the bread for several days after baking instead of just the first day. She explains that technique. So if you can kind of get into the milk bread recipe, then there are so, so many other recipes in this book that you can immediately make because they are based off of the milk bread recipe. So she'll call for, for example, in the jasmine cream buns, she calls for the milk bread dough that you then bake off and then you fill with a jasmine infused whipped cream. So I think that's a really cool thing for a beginner. You can focus on one technique and then take it throughout the book. For advanced bakers, what I have my eye on is the milk bread donuts and salted egg yolk cream, which sounds so good. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, it takes a couple days in advance to make this recipe because you have to cure egg yolks, which is a really, really cool technique if you've never experienced it before, but you just take egg yolks and put them in salt and and they cure. Wow. Um, (laughs) Yeah, and you can grate the egg yolks, get dehydrated. So you can grate egg yolks over like pasta or toast or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So that's a really cool thing on its own that you can use as an accoutrement to whatever you're making. Yeah, yeah. And then she takes those salted egg yolks and makes a pastry cream, like a sweet and salty cream for donuts. So that's right up my alley. Um, <laughs> and I think that's a really cool recipe for people who want to get into a little bit more of a project. And that also uses the milk bread dough. That sounds really fantastic to me as well of kind of, you know, there's a technique that supports all these other recipes. And so when you really work on, you know, perfecting that or just do it enough to where it tastes good or it's the way you want, the way it needs to be, and then has all these different ways that it, it can still be utilized in different recipes. That sounds, that sounds really great. And for me, that would be something that's less intimidating because it's not each recipe. It's not like, okay, now I'm (laughs) I'm using all this (laughs) new stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like, oh, okay. I've I've done that before, but now I get to kind of try it you know, something else with this or yeah, that, that sounds fantastic. Um, exactly. And I'll mention that this month, so May's cookbook kits are going to contain cake flour and cream of tartar, and they will be for helping you make Chinese sponge cake. And again, those are going to come out on the second Thursday of May. So that will be May 11th. We'll have those kits out and ready to go for a Chinese sponge cake, a recipe from Mooncakes and Milk Bread by Christina Cho. And are there any notes or tips that you would like to give our listeners when they grab those kits? Yeah, so this is a really pretty straightforward cake. Uh, It uses egg whites to help add leavening to the cake and make it really, really light and fluffy. Similarly to an angel fruit cake is a good comparison for you know, people who may not have experience with Chinese sponge cake. As I was talking about in our previous conversation, the Chinese sponge cake is also a base for several other recipes. So once you have the Chinese sponge cake recipe, you can then transform it into the coffee crunch Swiss roll or the matcha and jasmine Swiss roll. So you can make the cake and then roll it up with some really good whipped cream. So it's another one of those foundational recipes in the book. And she also has... You know, you can frost it with whatever, whatever frosting recipe you like. And she has some suggestions as well. Well, thank you for covering what's going to be in our recipe kits. 
Do you have any recommendations for other cookbooks, food writers, social media personalities, or anyone similar to Christina Cho to highlight for our listeners? So one that has recently come out that has been coming across my you know social media feeds and in my email newsletters that I love is called Mayumu. I think I'm pronouncing it semi-correctly, <laughs> Mayumu. It's Filipino-American desserts remixed. Um, so if you want to experience another kind of Asian-inspired cookbook, once you've baked through all the Chinese pastries, you can hop over and experience some Filipino desserts. And I have not cooked from this one. I don't know a ton about it, but it looks really delicious. It's getting some really awesome reviews. I'm excited to check it out. Thank you for that recommendation, Ashley. As always, we will include that in the show notes so people can can check that out as well. And before we get going, as always, like to check in on if you have anything you recommend that you're reading or watching or listening to. Wow. Okay. So I just finished my year of rest and relaxation. I'm kind of laughing because it was so bleak. It was such a dark book, Oh! but I really enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the title makes you think that it's going to be like maybe a very, I had in my mind that it was going to be kind of a pride and prejudice book where, you know, comforting, nothing too serious. This book was, it really encompassed my, all of my thoughts for two days, the two days that it took for me to fly through the audiobook. And I really, really enjoyed it. I would recommend but yeah, it is much darker than you might think. It's <laughs> All right. Yeah. I am someone who likes a variety of things. I may have mentioned this before, but yeah, sometimes it is like taking a tonal shift or trying something that, you know, someone describes it, or you read about it, you're like, I don't know if this is what I want right now or what I'd like. But then if you try it anyway, sometimes it's like, oh, that I'm glad I took that journey. And, you know, life is all about variety and <laughs> experiencing yeah. different things so that yeah that's cool that yeah good to know though <laughs> yeah. so that's my year of rest and relaxation by otessa moshfeg and it was very very good it, it's one of those books where you're like i really enjoyed it it was really dark you should read it <laughs> yeah yeah i am waiting to get my hands on my heart is a chainsaw by stephen graham jones he is an indigenous author. He writes in the horror genre and he teaches at the University of Colorado as well. Um, mm, and cool. yeah, and I am eager to try that one out. I know he has a couple other titles. I think he also writes graphic novels. So he's prolific and I'm eager to to read this one. And then if, if I like it, it's good. It's always nice to know like you have other... <laughs> other works by an author to to check out so i'm hoping to get my hands on that and next episode we record i hopefully will have some impressions or i will be groveling for forgiveness for <laughs> mentioning yet another book that i have not yet <laughs> started <laughs> i promise i work at a library folks <laughs> you just have too much that <laughs> that's right yeah <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> i'll just i'll accept your generous interpretation and <laughs> um, well, i'm eager to hear what you think and or 
hold you accountable to read it next time. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, Ashley, as always, it was such a pleasure to record another cookbook group podcast with you and looking forward to people getting their hands on mooncakes and milk bread, sweet and savory recipes inspired by Chinese bakeries by Christina Cho. And of course those Chinese sponge cake recipes from that cookbook that will come out the second Thursday of the month in May. Thank you so much for another wonderful conversation and episode. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. All right. And thank you listeners as always for joining us for another episode of the Loveland Libcast and these fantastic cookbook group episodes. We will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Loveland Libcast. If you'd like to contact us about the podcast, please reach out to Daniel at daniel.tate at cityofloveland.org. That's D-A-N-I-E-L dot T-A-T-E at cityofloveland.org. See you next time.